one thing that emotional intelligence isn't is a very strict, reserved self-censorship in terms of I hold down my emotions, I put them in a little box, um, and I don't reveal them to anyone. I think you are evolving, and in the same way, how do you know you're mature? If I say, how do you know you've reached maturity? Well, do you change after that? Do you think that's it? You're, you're not going to grow after that? Hey everyone, Happy New Year. Welcome back to another episode of The Medium, The Message. My name is Jaros, and I'm the features editor at The Medium this year. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to ask you something. How do you measure success? If you're sitting there wondering, well, I don't know, then don't worry, because that's exactly how some of my friends reacted when I asked them. Okay, okay, good question. All right. Um, um, that's actually a great question. No, I'm just kidding. Here's what they actually said. Success is my happiness and what I'm doing in my life that is making me feel happy and fulfilled and excited to get up in the morning. When it's schoolwork, of course, grades come into play, but I would say that it's much more than the grades. It's like the way we feel afterwards. Do we feel proud of ourselves? Do we not feel proud? I would say I measure success with how happy you are with the things that you've accomplished. Did I learn something new? Did it change me? Did I change the way I would do it the next time? To me, it boils down to having the financial freedom to be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. Um, it's all about finding human connection and finding love, making connections. I find success in finding happiness through those human connections and knowing that I have done everything that I've wanted to do and don't have any regrets. Success is whatever you, you want it to be. When we measure success, we're typically inclined to answer with some sort of philosophical answer, right? I mean, think about it. If this were a question asked at your job interview, you'd probably talk about all your previous achievements and how proud of them you are. But here's the one thing we tend to omit when we think about success. How we handle our emotions in different environments. This is what psychologists like to call emotional intelligence. If that's a term you've never heard of before, then I'm happy you're here. Because today, we'll be talking all about emotional intelligence and how you can start using your feelings to your advantage. Let's get into it. As I was doing research on this topic, I came across an interesting phrase that, in my opinion, encapsulates what emotional intelligence is all about. Here's how it goes. Quote, It's not the smartest people who are the most successful or the most fulfilled in life. You probably know people who are academically brilliant and yet are socially inept and unsuccessful at work, end quote. In essence, what this quote is trying to say is that our intelligence isn't the only thing that brings happiness and success in our lives. Intelligence may tell us what we're capable of doing, but it certainly can't tell us how to do it. And that's where emotional intelligence comes in. What is emotional intelligence. 
how we look at it in perhaps in the internship program and one aspect that I take of emotional intelligence into the classroom is based on self-awareness and uh, an individual's uh, capacity to know themselves, to know how they react to people, events, comments, situations within any given moments, and have some understanding of how they will, how they act, how they react, and a capacity to manage that, to be able to have strategies to manage that. That was Dr. Tracy Bowen, a professor in the Institute of Communications, Culture, Information, and Technology here at UTM. I met Dr. Bowen about a year ago when I enrolled myself in her internship course. That's where I first learned about emotional intelligence. According to her, emotional intelligence is a complex topic that goes a lot deeper than what we learn in her class. Emotional intelligence consists of four moving parts self-management, self-awareness, social awareness, and finally, relationship management. We can use these four moving parts to understand and manage our emotions in a positive way. One that builds stronger relationships, helps us succeed at work and at school, and aids us in our ultimate goal of happiness. But how? How do these help us achieve these things. Let's break them down one by one. First up, self-management. So there's things like self-management. So again, not censorship, but management, how we, we manage our interactions with others, manage our reactions to situations. There's kind of a cultural, intercultural communications and intelligence that goes in this in terms of what is our, our capacity for empathy, for compassion for others. In other words, self-management is all about knowing yourself, which leads us to the next moving part, self-awareness. Self-awareness kind of blends with self-management in the sense that you know how your reactions will affect others. It's about being aware of your strengths and your weaknesses. It's also about leveraging what we call social architecting, so leveraging the strengths of both ourselves and others within a situation and potentially help lift up others in our interactions. So it's, it's really about a self-awareness and a self-management that leads us to kind of productive interactions, productive uh, relationships that are going to benefit all. Now, of course, no one likes to admit that they've got weaknesses, right? I mean... When you're at a job interview and they ask what your greatest weakness is, you might panic a bit because you want them to see you as their strongest candidate. But knowing your weaknesses is just as important as knowing your strengths. They help you ground yourself, give you a clearer picture of what's holding you back and how you can work around it. And then there's the last two moving parts, social awareness and relationship management. These two work hand in hand. Being socially aware means being empathetic. You know, understanding the needs of others, how they feel, as well as their concerns. This will help you develop and maintain good relationships, whether it's in your personal life or your work life. At this point, you might be thinking, 
Alright. Being in touch with my emotions is cool and all, but emotions can suck sometimes. To which, I'd say, fair enough. If you're too tired or stressed at work, then you might want to tune off those emotions by watching something on Netflix, going on a walk, or whatever it is you love doing most to distract you. Heck, it's the reason why we all love to go on vacation. But these emotions that you're so keen on avoiding are actually trying to tell you something. Do you think emotions are easily overlooked as a weakness rather than a strength? They can be. And sometimes it's our perceptions how, about how others view us and our emotions that cause us to see them as a weakness. I mean, if we think of some of the most important characteristics of, of actually, you know, working or learning today, one is empathy for other people because of all the situations, because of how complex our lives have become because of, you know, not being mobile in certain areas or having to juggle or blurring boundaries of where we work, where we live, where we play, you know, who's around us when we're trying to focus on our work. So in a way, when we think of weakness, so even thinking about this and thinking about emotion, you know, for emotional or we have emotions as being a weakness, you might even say, you know, is being human a weakness? <laughs> if you've ever taken Dr. Bowen's internship course, then you're probably familiar with the video that she shares on emotional intelligence. I think as, as you remember, one of the videos that we show by Susan David who's a psychologist, uh, she talks about emotions as data, data that we ourselves produce. And the fact that, that we have to deal with this data, and it's actually how we deal with this emotional data that, that is the essence of emotional intelligence. The video Dr. Bowen is referring to is a TED Talk by Susan David called The Gift and Power of Emotional Courage. David goes over some really interesting research in her speech. For instance, in one of her surveys, she found that the majority of participants judged themselves for feeling emotions such as anger, sadness, or grief. David states that these feelings are what we actively try to push aside because we fail to see them as valuable. But research shows that ignoring these feelings and pushing them to the side is what causes them to be stronger. This is what psychologists refer to as amplification. And amplification can lead to more negative feelings, followed by this path where emotions are no longer in our control and we simply lash out. As Susan David puts it, quote, everyone around us pays the price, end quote. Is there a point where we say, okay, now I know I'm emotionally intelligent and nobody can tell me otherwise? Um, <laughs> You know, is there is there like a defining moment where we can tell, oh, this is me being emotionally intelligent? I think you are evolving. And in the same way, how do you know you're mature? If I say, how do you know you've reached maturity? Well, do you change after that? Do you think that's it? You're, you're not going to grow after that? You know, the thing, the same thing of someone being smart. At what point does someone go from being smart or intelligent to being wise? As Dr. Bowen puts it, there's no peak moment where we can reach emotional intelligence. It's constantly evolving. Simply put, we must learn how to respond to our environments, listen to those around us, and learn 
from our previous mistakes. Whether it's in your personal life or at the workplace, how you handle your emotions determines how successful you are at the things you do. Being emotionally intelligent can help you build better relationships, diffuse conflict, and work well with others. Come to think about it, this is exactly who employers want to hire so as to not waste any time and money training someone who won't last very long. Certainly in terms of how I, I introduce emotional intelligence in the classroom is the fact that students really are at a stage where you're making the, you're making another big transition. So mm -hmm. it, it is a really important aspect. And, you know, are you emotionally intelligent by the time you're 35 or the time you're 45? And there could be some people who never <laughs> are emotionally intelligent or self-aware. Uh, they may be self-absorbed. I think to try and define and put these things in little boxes with limits and, and that is very difficult. I mean, would someone, would a psychologist define emotional intelligence a little bit differently now than in 2018 or 2019? A lot of this depends on how we do respond to different situations. So, how do you measure success? Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of The Medium, The Message. Our team enjoys putting these together for your listening experience. Wherever you're listening to this, please consider subscribing and sharing it. Special thanks to Luann Carcel, Nick Tausi, Renee Post, Sam Hewson, and Stephen Chupel for sharing how they measure success. See you guys on the next one.